This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you for a June 6th. Appreciate everyone listed. Obviously, downloading, subscribing to WIP Daily, wherever you get your podcast, and our 94 WIP YouTube page, where Tucker Bagley and I put up a lot of the video podcasts here. And I wanted to talk today off of something, talk about off of, you know, a subject that kind of came up weirdly this weekend. And, you know, when it comes to the Eagles and things going on and hype, you know, we're at a point now where, of course, going to be a lot of hype. Team's gone off the Super Bowl last year. And so many things fell into place last year for this franchise. But Jerry Fowler, ESPN, put out a story over the weekend, a report that the Eagles are expecting another major leap out of Jalen Hurts in 2023. And my first instinct is like, that that's really hard to do. I mean, I, I am a gigantic Jalen Hurts fan. I believed in him from the beginning of his career, and I felt that jump coming last year. Now, he took a bigger one than even I expected, but I felt it coming. I, I thought Jalen Hurts would take a leap last year. Now, how do you take a leap from where he was last year? I mean, Jalen Hurts' statistics last year were outstanding. His play was outstanding. His Obviously, his finish as a top-two finisher, the NFL MVP, speaks for itself. He was, it, potentially, if he didn't get hurt there in December against the Bears, he was on track to win the NFL MVP award. So it's very difficult to, to jump from that. But I do think there's subtle things in his game that he and the team can improve to, to make him better. Now, how high is the ceiling? And Nick Sirianni always says there's no ceiling on Jalen Hurts. I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's already burst through the ceiling that everyone or most people put on him. I mean, he, he's already a better NFL player than almost literally every person thought he would be. Otherwise, he would have been a first-round pick. Like, every NFL person didn't think he'd be this good. 99% of fans didn't think he'd be this good. So he already burst through whatever ceiling we had in our head for him to begin with. And the NFL had in their head to begin with. So now it's just about like building. It's it's like just a little bit at the margins. Can he do a little bit better at, at, at different little things to improve his game? And I think he can. Now, 
Will he do it? Will it all coalesce and come together for him to actually be better than he was last year? I don't know. In fact, I'd say there's a real chance, and this is based on reality, it's based on NFL history, it's based on the team, the schedule, that he's a bit worse this year. That you know maybe he resides in the more of top five level of quarterback rather than top two or three. And that wouldn't be the worst case scenario for the Eagles. I mean, if you, I think if you just gave them a, a blank sheet right now and said over the next five years, he is on average a top five quarterback, third, seventh, fifth, you know, over the years, I think they'll just check it off and say, thank you. We'll, we'll accept that. So that's real too. That's a possibility. He takes a little bit of a step back. The team does, but there's also the possibility based on his track record and what we've learned about what we've learned about Jalen Hurts for years now is he just gets a little bit better every year that he does get better. So I've got some things here. I'm curious what Tucker thinks um, as well about all this, but I've got some things here I think can help him improve, like how he can actually get a little bit better. And the first one, and I'm actually surprised that we're here, uh, this, you know, considering the player he is. And I thought he was actually a little bit better at this in the beginning of his career than he was last year. And I think some of that might just be because he knows he can make plays now and he has the ability to make plays now, so he tries to. But the one thing that, that is interesting about Jalen Hurts is you wouldn't think he takes as many sacks as he does. You just wouldn't think that. I mean, based on his mobility, based on the Eagles' offensive line and how good they are and how highly they're rated, you wouldn't think that. But you go to last year, Jalen Hurts t- took 38 sacks. Okay, the only quarterbacks in the NFL to take more are Russell Wilson, who's you know in serious decline at this point and can't move. Justin Fields, who I do not, do not think plays the position very smart at this point of his career. Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow. Those are the only quarterbacks that took more sacks than Jalen Hurts last year. And with the mobility that Jalen Hurts has and this offensive line, that number should be smaller. It, it just should. Um, and I think you know you look at a lot of the statistics out there, Pro Football Focus, when they assign who gets credit or discredit for the sacks. A lot of those sacks are not on the Eagles' offensive line, which means they're putting them on Jalen Hurts. And my, my theory—I have a couple of theories in this. One, last year I think he just had—they had a downfield passing attack, so that takes longer to develop. And two, I do think that Jalen Hurts can get away from pressure to the point where he's six or seven yards deep in the backfield. He makes the first guy miss. He tries to scramble, but they trip him up sometimes before he gets back to the line of scrimmage. So, in essence, it's a sack. Like, he did get away. His first instinct was was right, but it's still a loss. So, that one or two-yard or three-yard loss, not seven, because of his athletic ability, could have been zero if he just threw the ball away. So, I think that is – that's one of them. It, it's a subtle thing, but I think that's too many sacks to take. Um, you know, first of all, the more he gets sacked, the more likely he is to get hurt. We saw that two years ago when he got hit in the pocket and hurt his ankle against the Giants. But you look at the, I mean, the quarterbacks that finished in the bottom 10 of sacks, not, you know, I'd say more than half or a good number just didn't have great seasons. Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. I didn't think Kirk Cousins had a great season statistically, even though his team won a lot of games. Um, You know, Matt Ryan got benched. Baker Mayfield. And these are the guys towards the bottom of, of the sacks. Obviously Burrow, you know, had a great year. So it's not perfect, but I do think just less sacks is better for the offense. It, negative plays hurt an offense a chance to move down the field without the you know without the big play kind of saving them. So too many sacks, I, I think, is is a weird problem for the Eagles' offense. Or was last year they could correct the Jalen Hurts could take less of those. It will help make it better. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The second big thing, and it's it's weird we're coming here from where we were two years ago, but I think there's probably a happy middle ground between how many deep passes, how many passes past the sticks we saw. I mean, Jalen Hurts turned into one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL last year without question. He was incredible at it. And two years ago, it was like, well, he even throw deep, but he throw to his left, all that kind of stuff. But the one thing that happened last year is Jalen Hurts had the – Lowest check down percentage in the NFL. Pro Football Focus put that set out yesterday. I think Baker Mayfield had the highest, and Jalen Hurts had the lowest last year. And I think there's two things with that. One is a function of of him. He he's become really good at pushing the ball down the field, and he has really good receivers, so help push it down the field. But the other one is, and I think it spins into what they did this offseason, is they didn't have a check down guy. I mean, they didn't. They're a downfield passing team. They're you know, their guys go 10, 15, 20 or more yards down the field on a lot of passes. And they didn't have a running back that could help Jalen Hurts. I mean, Gainwell could a little bit, but their lead back last year, Miles Sanders, was, you know, maybe the worst pass catching back in the NFL. This year, they're going to have DeAndre Swift, who's averaged over 50 catches per year since he got in the NFL. I think that's a major difference. I mean, you know, you look to, okay, how could Jalen Hurts get better? Can you take that major leap the Eagles are, are thinking and hoping he can? Well, Let's just use his completion percentage, right? Around 65, 66, right? Then, you know, I think it was 11th in the NFL last year with Jalen Hurts' completion percentage. It was a really nice jump, 66.5 last year. It went for 52 as a rookie, 61.3, 66.5. You know, if he's to touch that upper 60s, close to 70, which is is pretty significant air for a quarterback, and, you know, we see if, you know, a handful do it each year, I think these are the throws. And we don't have to call him like, I'm not saying become a check down quarterback and don't take chances down the field, but two or three or four of those per game to DeAndre Swift or maybe an increased role for Kenny Gainwell, that could make that could that's a difference making play. And also to spit it back to the first thing talked about here with the sacks, I mean, having that outlet on plays could help him avoid a sack. Pressure comes, it's a missed assignment, it's a blitz. Instead of trying to take off and maybe getting back to or past the line of scrimmage, maybe that's a dump off. To DeAndre Swift and you know whatever he takes it for seven eight or nine yards and it's a positive play completion percentage up efficiency up less sacks less chance at injury so like those are the two big on field things I could think of with Jalen Hurts that he has it on the past Tucker that that he could do now because my first thought on this was like how could he actually get better and then you know the, the more I thought about his year last year I was like all right he did take a lot of sacks. And they never dump the ball off. I mean, they never don't even hot reads in the offense. Like, I think they give them Easter completions, which probably just by accident makes them more efficient. Yeah, and, and I think you, you mentioned the hot read. The, the hot read was Jalen tucked the ball and run, right? And I think he had like 150 carries last year, which is a, a ton for a quarterback. Now we can kind of quibble with that stat, how many are, are quarterback sneaks, how many are, are plays at the goal line where you kind of want him to run anyway, but I kind of look at the one thing that prevented him from winning the MVP a year ago, and that's just playing all 17 games, right? I mean, I mean, that's the one thing that, that kept him from being on top of that podium instead of Patrick Mahomes is him missing 
two games in December and being replaced by Gardner Minshew for really the only two losses that the Eagles had all season, save for that weird Washington loss where they turned the ball over five times. And you're right. Like there are points in this offense where I think it just could be easier where he could be a little bit more of a point guard where, Hey, dump it off to DeAndre Swift or shot. Penny's never really been a, a pass catcher, but Kenny Gainwell um, was a really good receiver in college and has had shown flashes um, during his time with the Eagles. So, I think adding those short passes will, will certainly help him not taking as many sacks because he meant he had 38 a year ago was seventh most in the NFL. And I just need to see him be more efficient in the running game. Like he averaged 4.2 yards per carry, which is all right if you're a running back, but if you're a quarterback, I mean, that, that that's pretty, pretty, pretty small. And you compare that to, to Lamar Jackson, who averages like six yards per carry, Justin Fields, who averages close to seven. Once again, I know, um, uh, Jalen Hurts was, was, was used really as the Eagles short yardage back with those quarterback sneaks. And I assume we're going to see a heavy dose of them once again this year, but I need to see him be more efficient and, and you know, make better choices when he decides to run the football. Cause think about when he got hurt last year against the bears, it was on a play where, where he tucked it and he ran and ended up getting crunched by an offensive lineman. So limiting those hits, limiting those sacks, limiting those, you know, scramble attempts, I think it all comes back to, to getting DeAndre Swift a part of the passing game. And I think that that's kind of a, an offseason addition that maybe we're not talking about enough because I really think the addition to him, of him into that backfield is that's a completely new dimension to this offense that they didn't have a year ago. I mean, think about the screens that this team used to run with Doug Peterson, with Andy Reid, even Chip Kelly, even though we aren't allowed to say positive things about him in Philadelphia. They didn't do that last year, and they didn't have to. I mean, they, they had a good tight end screen game with Dallas Goddard, but being able to run screens, being able to get, you know, Jason Kelsey out into space using Lane Johnson and some of these other offensive linemen as, as pulling blockers. I think now finally having someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield will benefit everybody in this offense. It, you know, it, it, they're just easy completions. It's just easy. I mean, it's, it's just, it improves your percentage. It's less runs. It's everything. And to, to go to Tucker's point about, the injury factor, that, that's the last thing I wanted to bring up. And some of this is out of his control. I mean, you, you get banged up, you get banged up. But, you know, Jalen Hurts will be a better player. And I think this is probably just the most common sense thing you'll ever hear, but it's just it's the most true thing I have for you if he avoids injury this year. I mean, go look at the end of his season. He got banged up against Chicago. And I thought in that game – you know, he wasn't playing. It's probably his worst game anyway. Statistically, no touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. He did run for three touchdowns, I think, in the game, and, and they, they they won. But no touchdowns, two interceptions, 59% completion, got the banged-up shoulders. It makes some big throws down the field at 315 yards passing. But, okay, so he's got a banged-up shoulder in Chicago. Does it play the next two games, comes back, and, you know, is a really just shell of himself in that last game of the regular season, 20-35, 57%. 229 passing, no touchdowns, one interception against the Giants to just be out there, guide his team to win the NFCs. And then, you know, he didn't throw it. I thought he threw it okay, but just it was kind of a blah game plan against the Giants because they ran all over them in the division around. And then he didn't play very well in the passing game against the Niners. It was basically six weeks, five weeks, you know, of, of him not being able to throw the ball like we got used to because the shoulder injury. If he can avoid – an injury this year and he's been a starter for two years in the NFL and both he's gotten banged up and it has affected him whether it be affects him a little bit affects him a lot it's affected him in games it's it's the truth now 
he was able to recover enough with that bye week into the Super Bowl and play his best in the biggest game. So we don't feel like, oh, no, he's going to be hurt again because the last time we saw him, he was outstanding. But he's also had some luck with some of these injuries. Like if if that shoulder injury last year happens in week seven, he's he's he might be wrecked in the MVP race because not only would he have missed a couple weeks, but how long would it have taken him to get back in stride when he got back? Like let's say he misses week eight, week nine, comes back week 10. And then it takes until week 14, 15 to feel himself. He, he would have been nowhere near the MVP race. So if there's another area where he could be improved, it's best he can. And this is part team, part him. And like Tucker said, be more efficient with, when he chooses to run, avoid injuries. Like if you tell me right now that they put more running back screens, more options in the hot game in terms of blitzes, you know, easy throws for him. He takes less sacks and he doesn't get banged up during the season his numbers will improve. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all. If, if all those things happen, if we're talking about a guy that is over 4,000 yards and is in the upper 60s to close 70% completion with the talent around he has around him, like that could happen. Jalen hurts can improve. Am I expecting another major leap? I'm not because that feels really hard to do when you're already the third best quarterback in the league, wherever you want to rank Jalen hurts, but there are areas he could improve. And the one thing we've learned about him, don't count him out. Like it seems like he's the kind of guy Dirk Davidsky used to be this in the NBA where he he every year he goes and fixes something and gets a little bit better. It wouldn't shock me if Hurts comes out this year, takes less sacks, and has a higher completion percentage. Thank you so much for listening. WIP Daily, wherever you get your podcast, follow the show. And, of course, the video podcast right here, 94 WIP's YouTube page. Thanks for listening. We'll talk tomorrow.